Hi everyone, you're listening to Doctors Confess with me, Kate Slade. And me, Helen Nuttall, PI of the Neuroscience of Speech and Action Lab at Lancaster University in the UK. Um, and I'm Kate, and I um, I don't have a bit of a name. So Kate used to be my postdoc, but has recently started a lectureship. Yes, so I am now PI of myself. And we're also on some new exciting um, audio equipment, so... If you found this episode through Twitter, you'll have seen the picture that we've posted of the new podcast booth at our institution. Right, this feels um, very official because there's mics and bits to touch. <laughs> You're now touching. <laughs> um, and there's a sign. I feel like we've gone a bit posh. And a um, bit like, so the thing is, I think we've gone a bit formal. Can I just say? A bit formal. Um, so, I've asked ChatGPT, what do academics struggle with? And it says... Academics, like anyone in any profession, can face various challenges in their work and personal lives. Some common struggles that academics may experience include, one, work-life balance. The pressure pressure to maintain research, teaching and administrative responsibilities can make it difficult for academics to find time for personal and family life. Two, publishing and research funding. Check. Academics may face challenges in getting their research published in reputable journals and securing funding for their projects. Three, job market competition. The academic job market can be highly competitive, making it challenging for early career researchers to secure stable positions. No but check. No check, because you've got a, a job and I've been promoted to senior lecturer. We're, yes. Good effort. I know, I know people do struggle with that. I know they do, but we're... we're, we're um, but not we're, us, because we're, <laughs> we're just being egocentric right now. Four, teaching demands. Balancing research and teaching responsibilities can be challenging, especially for academics who are passionate about both but have limited time. Does that resonate with you? Say that one again. Balancing teaching and research. That one resonates with me, but probably only because I just don't know what, don't know what I'm doing. I'm quite... I'm, yeah, I don't have loads of teaching, so I don't have a lot of um, weight on me in that capacity. But I know it's very tricky for those who have to split their time a lot between the two. Grant writing, my God, this is weighing me down at the moment. Um, security she research, says that, but she's a machine. Yeah, but just churning out. Churning out crock. Crock a word. Crock. Crock's um, a word. Is it? Churning, is churning it? out crock. Crock, crock. Crack, crock, crap. Um, yeah, I, I had a, a one-to-one consultation today with a, with somebody who gives advice on grants, and that might possibly also be why I'm feeling a bit like, ugh. Um, one second, sorry. So can you repeat that? Kate just, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I'm Kate so just sorry. turned the mic, turned the mic around and lent away, and she went, I thought I heard Hannah say congratulations to Chris, which is my husband. And I was like, yeah, that's not for Grant with me. That's just... <laughs> and Kate was like, I'm so sorry. Um, congratulations to my husband, Chris, and his grant success. Um, six. <laughs> six. Institutional pressures. Academics may face pressure from their institutions to publish frequently. I mean, Lancaster here, I have to say, is really good in that regard. There's not really a huge external pressure at all. It's, a lot of it is internal, would you agree? Yes. Internally generated pressure. Uh, yes. Um, seven, imposter syndrome. Look, we've done this. Many academics struggle with feelings of self-doubt and inadequacy, especially in the face of perceived high expectations or achievements of their peers. Yeah. Research setbacks. Research projects may encounter obstacles or unexpected results. Like when you've got all the numbers the wrong way round, which is what happened last week, leading to frustration. Just, can I just say that wasn't? I didn't do that. No, it wasn't. No, okay, didn't do that. Leading to frustration and additional time and effort to address them. Nine, time management. 
part of the solution, mate. You're always part of the solution. Balancing multiple tasks, projects, and deadlines can be challenging for academics, leading to stress and potential burnout. I mean, it's just a non-stop juggle, isn't it? Ten, networking and collaboration. Building strong professional connections. Way we got that one covered. <laughs> and finding suitable collaborators for research can be challenging, especially for early career academics. So let's talk. Oh, I had something that I wanted to tell you when you were saying about, um, oh, sorry, ChatGPT rounds this off by saying, despite these challenges, academics also find fulfillment in their work through contributions to knowledge, teaching and mentorship. They play a crucial role in advancing society's understanding and fostering intellectual growth. That's a classic chat GCP answer, by the way. He's, yeah. He's such a sit-on-the-fence kind of guy. It's a bit, it's always a bit of like a, it's like it's a so sandwich, isn't it? Praise yeah. sandwich. Um, so I wanted to say something about um, when you were asking me before about what it was like not being my postdoc anymore. Um, and I think one thing that's really nice is I feel like we can be friends without payroll in the way <laughs> I'd rather be paid. <laughs> Friends without payrolls <laughs> as our friendship barrier. I mean, no. you, PIs will understand this, that sometimes you have a postdoc in your life that you get on really well with and you really enjoy working with them and you really appreciate them as a person, which is exactly how I feel about you. But the fact that you're like paid to work with me feels like power imbalance means that we can't really be friends and I call you my rent friend for that reason and you're still my rent friend <laughs> but you're not paying me anymore um, I'm not paying you but there's blood money because <laughs> I'm still waiting for papers <laughs> um, I've got so... Stockholm maybe I've got Stockholm syndrome <laughs> you know when you fall in love with your captor have you heard back from, a, from not APMP um, Psychonomic Bulletin yeah have you accepted it? Oh, wait, no, not that one. Oh, right, okay. Sorry. I heard back from um, JHS, sorry. Uh, fine, fine, moving on, moving on. Anyway, so, yeah, you um, you and I are still writing papers <laughs> together, so there's no payroll, but there is the currency of the written word. Yes. Which, um, so I we're working am, on that. I'm producing it. Um, so do you feel like you could be my friend when you were a post... I mean, are we friends, first of all? <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming... <laughs> Uh, I would say we're friends. Are we friends? friends. I I would class you as in my, uh, like, I'd say like in my, like, quite close. Yeah, you're a close friend. Very close mate. Yeah, I think you're a close friend. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we laughing? Because it's just, this is the most academic (laughs) way of, like, being like, so, uh, on on a scale of one to ten, like a scale, how much of a friend would you rate me? Um, um. You're definitely. I put you and my close friends. If I put you and my close was, friends. Yeah, if I was doing that questionnaire on on social networks and it said how many close friends could you go to with a problem, you would be one of the people that would be. Yeah, but would in you my come numbers. to me with a problem Turns in the TMS lab, or would you come to me with a problem in your life? Both. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I like that. I cover both camps. I straddle both camps. Now. Um, no, so because I yeah have to. That's good. So we, hang on a sec. Is there a tea bag in this drink? I don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> God. I don't know. She wouldn't do that, would she? Would she? Sorry. Oh, that was a close call. I think it's just wrong. I'm feeling a lot better after these, like, three sips of coffee. Um, Helen and I were worried that we were being a bit flat. We were definitely being flat, and I think it's because sometimes, listeners, life has its ups and downs, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows every day and high energy, high octane excitement. Yeah, and also my brain wasn't functioning properly due to lack of coffee. I'm I'm tired. Last night I slept fine. Ava slept through the night. The night before, she woke up at one. 
the dog woke me up at four o'clock in the morning because it was really bad weather. So she was like crying next to the bed and barking. And then I woke up again at six because Ava was crying in her sleep but didn't need me. And I'm just, I don't know, you know, just just life is, you know, life's ups and downs. I totally get it. So I don't get it because I don't have a dog or a baby, but I mean, she's, she's three now. Um, but um, so we're talking about being friends. So we've established that we're friends. So we're friends, and I, I, I said Helen's my close friend. Ah, uh, Kate's my close friend too. <laughs> but I always felt because I regard Patty, my previous supervisor, when I was supposed to talk, who probably won't listen. But I regard Patty as a friend, and I'm really fond of Patty. And but there are times when you're a postdoc, and you, I mean, not that we went out loads like <laughs> socially, but. You always sort of feel that you're, like, meant to be clever and stuff because you're being employed by this person. Or it feels that way. Do you feel... Did you ever feel like that? Or are we are we good? No. I... For... So, we, I was Helen's postdoc for just over three years. Um, I would say for the first year and a half, I maybe was trying to be... Clever. Clever. But you can only keep up a pretense for someone. <laughs> Also, during the pandemic, who had headspace for that? <laughs> you can only <laughs> deny your own personality for a while, and then eventually, you just that, that you end flag up, fly. In you the end words up of Shrek. Just, yeah, you end up just being your own person. Wait, Shrek film is that off? Like your freak flag sh- fly? I don't know if that's like, from Shrek. It is, isn't it? I'm a stallion, baby. That bit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it. Um. What? Oh no, um, I'm typing it into chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> See what he says. No, let oh, your freak flag. I don't know why I think chat GTP is a man, but I just can't. Well, I feel like he's because he's a bit mansplaining. Yeah, it's Shrek the Musical, Freak Flag. Is this oh, a gingerbread man? Yeah, are we allowed to play any music or is that like against copyright? Who is going to investigate us? I'm that We have like 10 listeners. Um. Anyway, there's a song from Shrek the Musical about like, yeah, probably should. So you. For 18 months, decided that you tried to be clever and then you were like... I, I, get, I think I was probably trying to be clever, thinking about what I said more. And then eventually, after a while, if you spend a lot of time with one person... I never know. It's a tipping point, I have to say. <laughs> think, wow, she's so smart. Oh, no, something's gone on no, here. No, I always think you're so smart. Oh, so, thanks. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? There's only you who know it's a tipping point. Yeah. Are we confessing to being friends? Yeah. Yay! We're confessing <laughs> to being Cheers. friends. That's oh, nice. Friends. Um... Yeah, no, I'm glad to. I'm really uh, very lucky to have you as a friend. Oh, stop. Um, stop. 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 Yeah. I just feel like one thing that I feel is a bit bad is when I was not your actual, well, I was your friend, but when I was rent, my rent friend, mm. when you were my paid friend, yeah, I felt like I had to rein it in at the times of day that I could like text you about work or like Instagram you about work or Twitter message you about work. Whereas now I feel totally yes. unrestricted and I'm very happy to message you at any time of the day because you're my friend. It's so true actually. There would have been a time when if it was after like 7pm and I wanted to tell you something, I wouldn't have sent it. Yeah. Or if I'd have read Helen's message at like 6pm, yeah, I would have maybe left it till the next day. But then the next day I'd be like, so sorry to reply to I just want to try for a second. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting, isn't it? So I suppose what we're saying is... But now like, I'll be like, like 11pm, I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how was that TikTok filming? Um, so I suppose that's like, when we were not, when we were renter friends, it's like respecting the, the boundaries of the working day. Yeah, whereas you're not now really we, sure where you fit with that. Whereas now we're straddling both camps, it's like we are the working day and we're also the personal part of the day. So it's, agree. you can be in any hour. And yeah. sometimes I think, I hope Kate doesn't... 
because I just, um, I, I wouldn't say I eat, sleep, breathe, work, but it's two degrees, sleep. She does. She does. But I do, I do really love my job and I love thinking about things and sometimes just things just come at different times of the day yeah. or I see something on Twitter and I just want to send it to you there and then and I don't stop myself. I don't hold back, but I appreciate that some people might find that a bit much. I I get what you mean, and maybe at the beginning I would have felt like I should reply straight away. Mm. But now, if you send me something and I don't want to look at it, I yeah. probably just won't. And I won't think that you would think, "Oh, why didn't she respond to that?" I just think, "Oh, Helen will think that I'm not looking at it right now, and I'll look at it when I've got the." This is really capacity. interesting, isn't it? Because my department used to have a seven-seven policy that you didn't email unless it was between seven a.m. and seven p.m. Mm. And during the pandemic, that policy was set aside because people were working flexibly and had yes. to homeschool and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed that since we're now out of the pandemic, people are still working flexibly and people have those things on their end of their email saying like, do not feel any pressure to respond if you receive this email when it's not the hours of your working day. Yeah. So the, the mentality there has shifted quite a bit because it used to be a de- delay send affair, didn't it? Like yes. delay send don't let it arrive in somebody's inbox. Whereas now it seems to have shifted to, we will message outside of those core working hours, but note that on the end of the email, if this comes when you're not working and you read it when you're not working, don't feel any pressure to respond. It's, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's, a, it's an I think that's one. nice, but I think it depends on who receives it. Like if a stressed out PhD student receives it from their supervisor, and obviously it says at the end, don't feel pressure to respond, they might be like, oh, Mm. I should respond. I guess it's not like, it's just like different people have different perspectives. Yeah, so I'll give you a quick like perspective on that, for example. So I probably would have felt like that maybe when I was more junior. But say, for example, Ava's been ill and I've spent the day at home with Ava and I know I've got stuff that just needs attention, then I might just do a round of emailing Mm. like after she's gone to bed and that might extend into, you know, some hours that are a bit later on and stuff. But it's like we were saying about the Bridgerton thing, about the Queen Charlotte. You see it from your perspective and the other person yeah. from their perspective. But it's always two sides, isn't there? So it's like you, somebody could easily receive that message from a supervisor or a PI and think, oh, my God, my PI or supervisor works all the time. This and is I need to reply much. right now. I need to be working all the time. Yeah. When actually I might have done absolutely no work all day until that hour. And because you finally managed to find some time. Yeah. yeah, and it's important to me and the person, I perceive it's important to that person receiving it that we communicate in that in that sort of timely way yeah. um, if there's some sort of, yeah, time time pressure to it or whatever. So, yeah, that's always something to remember, isn't it? Like, even if, you, I'm sure there are supervisors and PIs who email every hour of every single day, but sometimes it reflects other things going on in people's lives. For sure. I think that's good to always think about maybe the other side of things before. Yeah, because it's like, that's interesting because I feel like the shift in the the policy, basically, it used to be the responsibility was with the sender of the communication, hence the seven seven thing. But now it's become the responsibility sort of like sits with the recipient yes. in terms of how it makes them feel. How like you, you're how in, you you're in control it. of how you deal with it. Yeah. But I feel like institutions kind of go back and forth on that. And yeah. Go back and forth. Anyway, so but, we're a bit dull, aren't we? <laughs> what, what do you think about the delay send function? <laughs> oh, and, oh this is a classic. Can we talk about how you do delay send? Hate. No, no. <laughs> she's hate. 
No. I've got an alternative personality that sends emails at 3am and she doesn't sign things best wishes Kate, she signs things best wishes hate because she hates herself. But like Kate went through this phase, I don't know if you're still in this phase, it might just be your life. What, my 3am email? No, your delay send is like, you don't like to just go for a standard 7am, you go for like... 14 minutes past seven to try and make it look like you've not delay send you've not put delay send on from three o'clock in the morning it's like who are you trying to kid why why was that a thing it's usually when it's not just to you and i'm sending it to like the whole whole clan to the prof (laughs) prof who are wonderful and i'm I'm, I, i think four minutes past seven very, just, look, very just, reason, just so I'm just so I'm just so on it like I've just woken up and like it's four minutes past seven I'm just sending my first email it's not a big deal it's just very <laughs> natural behavior to be doing that kind of thing you've wrote a whole journal article you've you've compiled it between seven and seven oh four you've sent it out I always like it how we laugh about this now, like, That's when we're talking about paper deadlines and if there's a deadline looming, and it'll start off as, like, we, <laughs> we agree, we agree a deadline, we'll agree, okay, by the end of this week, you'll send a version of the paper, <laughs> then you'll say to me, by week, we mean the full week, don't we? <laughs> so, like, including the weekend, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, because I'm not going to look at it over the weekend anyway. And then <laughs> it's like, I'll check my email because so I faithful. have no restriction on what time I check my email. I do check it every hour of the day, even at weekends. I applaud you if you don't. Good, good, good. I do. And I'll check my email and it's like 7 p.m. on Sunday and I just laugh to myself because I know that you're going to email me at like 10, 38 p.m. with like the version of the paper. And I probably should feel sorry for you, but I just laugh because I just know who, who you are and what you like. <gasps> I don't know. I don't know what goes through my mind. <laughs> Sometimes I'm getting to like my in my brain that the respectable time window of sending Helen something, which is any time up until twelve midnight on Sunday, <laughs> it's not it's not normal. I think that is a respectable. Well, I mean, I understand that is your window, and I'm fine with that. Thank you. I appreciate that you understand my working arrangements. I feel actually quite touched that you don't need to delay send till four minutes past seven. <laughs> I feel so exposed about the four minutes past seven thing. If anyone else does that, does that, please reach out. I'd love to be your mate. So what? <laughs> what is the time frame for the delay? Send. What do you go for? So uh, a classic is four minutes past seven. Very, very reasonable. Time. Is it actually four minutes past seven? I don't know why that is the time. Sometimes I'll go for like eight thirty-six. <laughs> this is the equivalent of like when people won't put the volume on the TV or the car. Um, stereo on like different numbers no. it's either going to be yeah 8 or 12 yeah uh, 8.36 that'll sometimes go out so if you get an email from me at 8.36 just know that I probably sent that two hours before and I've only just had a bit of sleep <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already in work I worry for you I feel like no, you I, that's just how that's how I'm I work it's just how you are you like to use the time available oh uh, yeah and plus or minus <laughs> plus or minus plus or minus so just if um, if it gets to 11 uh 59 and not quite finished with what I'm sending or I haven't formulated my email yet to Helen and in the deadline in my brain is in one minute I'll give myself a leeway window of about three hours so I can go up to 3 a.m <laughs> into the next day um before I do delay send and then from four till six I might put on a delay send you hilarious. you'll receive it don't just confess to delay send function um I very rarely use delay send unless well. it's 
Brag. for more junior science, like more junior people in the lab, then I will use a delay send because I'm mindful of them. And if they've not yet yet kind of formed like a full opinion of how academia works and stuff and how the supervision might work, then I, yeah, I suppose that, yeah, the longer you've been in the lab, the less likely it is you're going to get a delay send off me. I can't believe you, you know about my delay send. We've talked about your delay send. No, I really don't think we have. We have talked about it. We absolutely have. have. We? Yes, we have. I don't know when or where, but I we felt have. like I was like secret. Yeah, being really just exposed to you. <laughs> it's like when you go onto the um, internet when you're playing a computer, the walkthrough. So like I found the walkthrough for Kate Slade. I feel like Do you ever use walkthroughs when you play a computer game? Well, you played The Sims. Like mods. I don't know what that is. Like cheats. Yeah. 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 Motherload. Mm-hmm. classic if you're on sims 2 <laughs> i mean sims doesn't have a narrative does it is there a storyline to the sims yeah um I, not that i know it but there's, there's you know families trying, that you play in like the the catapult but are you do you try and like defeat a boss no you just try and you basically just try and live your life. <laughs> what is the goal of the sims live laugh love <laughs> live laugh love <laughs> Um, the goal of The Sims is to have a job, make money. It's just like now, but in <laughs> it's just now. It's just like living your life, but in Sims, basically simulating your own existence. Yeah, but obviously, when you're young, you just do weird things in Sims, like kill people or. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we've got five minutes. So I need to leave. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, let's let's wrap this. This has been uh, real. This has been real. It's been a tour through the fields, hasn't it? Yeah, this has been great. Um, so what have we learned? We've learned that it's possible to be friends with the people you pay. Yes. And when you then become friends with them, when you no longer pay them, you can message them at more antisocial hours? Is that basically what? That is the take-home message of this. And that you might think you're being sneaky with your delay send function. They know. So, hang on a second. We're real friends now, but are you still delay sending me? I don't know whether I delay send to you. I mean, you'll obviously know because you'll get a message at two minutes past seven. (laughs) But... I've done that for a while. Oh, I apologise. Oh my god. This Hindu group chat. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I don't what think have you learned from this? I've learned that you can let your freak flag fly. Yeah, Helen knows all. No point hiding it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just be, be your authentic self. Be, be brave, be, be kind, be you. I don't feel like we've got any like real takeaway messages. For today. No, this was just we were just testing out the new <clears throat> equipment, and yeah. we hope you enjoyed. Yeah, hope you enjoyed, and um, come back soon for the next episode of Doctors Confess. Like, rate, and subscribe. See you later. Bye. Bye.